For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. And here we go with episode 95. The Richard Dent episode. <gasps> I know that name. I knew you would be excited about the this. Bears. Former Bears defensive end sack master Richard Dent. What do you think's going on in his world these days? I think he's doing okay for himself. Yeah. Probably all, all those guys are business owners and they got side hustles going on and just hoping they can still walk the right way. Showing up at uh, sports cons and signing autographs and doing whatever. Coming up on today's program, a conversation with Joe Hart. He's the president of the South Bend Cubs. But first, let's get to today's headlines, Chuck Freebie. Well, the big headline is the NBA ping pong ball experience last night with a surprise winner, the New Orleans Pelicans, getting the first pick of the NBA draft, which I'm sure they will use on one Zion Williamson. Have they actually said that, or has it leaked out at all, this is where we're going? They haven't said it. I, I think it's an assumption that everybody makes mm-hmm. that that's who they want to take. And is there any truth to the rumor that they were actually going to call it the ping pong ball experience? No, that's not true. That's my phraseology. I liked it. Thank you. I think you should trademark that. So last night, the ping pong balls come out. Uh, How many teams did they end up doing? Well, I think they do 12. 12? I think you said earlier this morning the Bulls got the seventh pick. Yeah. Bulls Mm. did not do well. Suns, where did the Suns land? Uh, Uh, Ahead of the Bulls, I think, by one. I think they're sixth. So at the end of the finals, they'll come draft time. Zion Williamson, who's never been to New Orleans, I read. Okay. Will be heading to be a Pelican. Now, the question for the New Orleans Pelicans is they have been talking very actively about trading Anthony Davis, uh, another power forward that they have that uh, fell out of favor with management last year. They wouldn't play him for a while. Then they stuck him in, and he went lackluster. So the, the love affair between Anthony Davis and the New Orleans Pelicans has kind of fallen apart. Now that they have Zion Williamson coming in, they have kind of a replacement for that position. Mm-hmm. But I would I would wonder if down in New Orleans they wonder, hmm, if we had both Zion and Anthony Davis up front, what would that be like? What would that structure of offense look like? Because Zion can play small forward. He doesn't have to be banging down low with everybody. I'd be curious to see if New Orleans reconsiders trading Anthony Davis at this point. And the excitement of this new young hotshot might do something to Anthony, bring his game up. Sure. Well, obviously, I mean, you're you're infusing some talent into the team. All of a sudden, now you look like a team that possibly could. The problem for New Orleans is going to be this. They're still in the Western Conference, and the Western Conference is loaded with teams. 
And this is the point that the Bulls were trying to make last night. Look, three of the four top picks went to teams in the Western Conference. The East is still a a conference where we can make some hay and kind of get ourselves back into the playoff picture. NBA playoffs, since we're talking about the NBA. Golden State, no problem in Game 1 against Portland. They win it by 22, 116-94, I think was the final last night. Seth Curry had 36 for the Warriors. Portland has to figure out a way to try to defend Golden State. I think Houston was a much tougher matchup for Golden State than what Portland will be. Your tone sounds like they're probably not going to figure that out. I don't think they will. Yeah. And then tonight? Then tonight, Toronto and Milwaukee. I think this is a very interesting series. Kawhi Leonard versus Giannis Antetokounmpo. Milwaukee has home court advantage in this series. Milwaukee has the best record in the Eastern Conference. They should be the favorites to win this, but I could see this easily being a seven-game series. Slight rabbit trail. Any of the kids ever play against each other? My kids? Yes. Not against each other. They always played on the same on teams. On the same team. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we don't have a Seth Curry versus Steph Curry kind of matchup like Portland and Golden State has. I, I know you're curious. intrigued by that whole... Yeah, the flipping of the coin. I, I tell you the truth, I didn't know he had a brother. You know, he doesn't have... Steph Curry numbers, right? No, no, he doesn't. Is uh, is he younger? Is he older? I believe Seth is Steph's younger brother, yes. Okay. How about local basketball? Continued moving and shaking. We covered a lot of it on Monday, but the, uh, the latest move has Chris Davis departing New Prairie to go back to Goshen and be an assistant coach rather than the head coach. My guess is, and you have to remember at the high school level, your teaching career... And the money you can make from that comes first. So for a guy like Chris Davis, was were they able to sell the house in Goshen? What's his wife's teaching position like? Is she a teacher? Does she do something else? Mm-hmm. There's a myriad of factors that play into this. He had a chance to be a head coach at New Prairie for a year. It looks like New Prairie's got a very winnable sectional. I think there's a lot of attractiveness to that job for a coach. On the other hand, you are in a conference where you're playing against all the South Bend schools and you're playing against Penn, and you get, you're you going to get beat up somewhat during the regular season from the schedule that you have to play. And what are the expectations like? What's it like to deal with the parents? There, There's always all those factors in there. So it'll be curious to see who winds up getting the New Prairie job because that will be New Prairie's third head coach in three seasons. You didn't even, even as much as blink at my chopper him in comment on your at 46 sports Twitter. No, I didn't. <laughs> even with the upside down <laughs> helicopter, I thought some, something. No. no, Not even much as a sniff. I asked you this off the air on our morning show this morning. Who do you think might land in Michigan? Well, you didn't ask me that, but I um, didn't. No. Oh, I thought I did. Like, who do you? I or did I? I thought I asked you. Like, would they go with like an alumni player to put some electricity back in that seat? Well, there's a lot of talk about going with Jawan Howard, former Michigan player. He's down in Miami, part of the Fab Five, uh, and and bringing him up. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Jay Williams from ESPN was pushing hard for Jawan Howard. Now, the thing about Jawan Howard is he's kind of tied into some days at Michigan that some of the Michigan people would like to forget. Oh, okay. Uh, That even though that team um, did very, very well for Steve Fisher, 
won a national championship. Um, there's still the thought that there were some things done under the table with that squad that they just don't want to bring back because John Beeline did an amazing job while at Michigan of reestablishing a culture, doing things the right way, and and really making Michigan fans proud of their basketball program. To where you would look at the Fab Five during that era and go, okay, something had to have exchanged hands or something to create such a great... Now, a lot of time has passed since then, too. Yes. It's been 30 years. Late 80s? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have to give people the chance to redeem themselves, and 30 years would seem to be enough of a chance. So if you wanted to go that route, there's also the thought that they might go for an NBA coach like Billy Donovan, who had some experience, very good experience down at the University of Florida, then has been in the NBA, I believe, uh, with the Oklahoma City Thunder. So there's talk about Billy Donovan. I have heard Laval Jordan's name kicked around. He is the head coach at Butler. I've heard Brad Stevens' name mentioned, although the latest odds on him seem to be more like a 50-to-1 shot. But anytime you have a, a vacancy, the caliber of the Michigan coaching job open up, uh, you're going to hear Brad Stevens' name. As I'm watching and listening to Kyle Hendricks' game with the Cubs last night, one wonders if he had some sort of talking to by a coach or whatever a couple of weeks ago, and not necessarily a come-to-Jesus conversation, but a, hey, man, let's let's get Kyle Hendricks up to where Kyle needs to be. Because the last couple of games have been, like, extraordinary. His last three games have been terrific outings. Yeah. You just wonder if coming out of Arizona and then going on the road for those first couple of starts, he had problems getting the feel of what he needed to do. His third start of the year was at Wrigley Field. Terrific start. And since then, he has been the Kyle Hendricks that everybody wants to go see. And then the other thing is, he swung the bat like a man last night. Had three hits, including a two-run double for the Cubs. Cubs win last night 3-1. to one. They have won three in a row. After a 2-7 and seven start, they are 23-7 and seven since then. And we'll talk about this with Joe Hart a little bit later on. Uh, he has some thoughts on the matter as well as to behind the improvement of the ball club. But certainly Hendricks and the starting pitching plays a role in. Some thoughts on WGN weather night with the White Sox, Chuck. <laughs> so I'm given platelets yesterday, and I'm watching the White Sox-Indians game on the screen as I've got this needle stuck in me. And they're spending a lot of time in the pregame on Tom Skilling. And I'm thinking, the weather's good in Chicago today. Why would they be spending all this time with Tom Skilling? But he's at the ballpark. Well, apparently, they had WGN Weather Day at the ballpark. And a segment of the fandom got to show up early and get a weather seminar from Tom Skilling. (laughs) Obviously, this motivated the White Sox impressively because they were blown out by the Cleveland Indians 9-0. I don't know if they had some of these weather geeks that were in the seats pitching for the White Sox yesterday. Welcome to the podcast within the podcast. 
This podcast is called Rant. I think they canceled what, what the, kind of promo is that? Did they cancel the uh, programming of the weather radios after the I, game? I should have asked Joe Hart about this when he <laughs> when we did the interview that you'll hear later. I should have asked him, well, are you going to have a weather day at the ballpark? Are you going to bring out a Mike Hoffman or a Matt Rudkin to do a weather seminar before the game? I can't think of anything that would get a fandom for baseball more excited than sitting and hearing some weather guy talk before the game. You've been listening to Rant, the podcast within the podcast. We now resume our regular podcast. Uh, Detroit loses. Yeah, that's nothing new. They lost to Houston 11-4. George Springer with his 16th homer of the year for the Astros. That man can swing a mean bat. I saw him play at UConn against Notre Dame several times. He's a terrific player. Earlier today, Joe Hart was on Corey's morning show. I guess I'm part of that morning show, too. I shouldn't just call it your morning show, but the Pulse FM Jumpstart, which you can hear on 921, 96.9, 103.1. Then we dragged him in here under duress, and we made him sit for a second time. Joe Hart, the president of the South Bend Cubs, joining us here on Sports Yak for his Second visit on the Yak. Welcome to episode 95, by the way. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to come back again and be reinvited. Well, you're always invited. Oh, it's you. just a matter of people wanting to actually show up. <laughs> so you're uh, about a quarter of the way through yeah. the season now. How are things going down at the ballpark? Things are good. I mean, it's been a little rough start with the weather, uh, obviously, but that's Midwest in April and early May. Team's playing well. Um, it's a good group of guys to watch play. They battle till the end. We have a great manager in Buddy Bailey, who's the all-time winningest active manager in the minor leagues. I think right now he's around 14 games away from hitting the 2100 mark. Wow. That's a lot of victories it as is. a manager, um, for sure. And that's probably more victories than most guys manage minor league games oh, total. Yeah, know, absolutely. Wins and losses. So, I think Buddy's been doing it for about 40 years now. I think you're right. Uh, and you were saying on our morning show today that one of the guys to keep an eye on on your squad is a young man by the name of Braylon Marquez. Yes. Now, I saw him throw in his first game here at South Bend when he was playing Notre Dame, and yep. it, it was a cool day, and I think he was still getting the – the bugs worked yep. out from spring. How's he been throwing lately? Yeah, he's actually doing pretty well. His uh, He got his first win the other day, so he was 0-0 um, with like a little over a 3 ERA. Got the victory the other night. Um, but he's about six foot five, six foot six left-hander. Um, can throw upper 90s. Uh, in the past, he's touched 100, so that's bringing it pretty good. Um, one of those guys that I certainly would not want to get in the batter's box against. Buddy has been using him primarily as a starter. Yes, he has you, been a starter. Do you yep. think that's his role going forward? Or? I do. I think uh, I think that's where they like him. Uh, I think that's where he's the most comfortable. Um, you know, he's got the talent. You know, it's you know, guys. You know, he's only nineteen, so you know, ultimately, it's where it goes, how he develops uh, from a mental and maturity standpoint. But I mean, raw talent. He has every bit that you could want. Well, and that's the thing. The mental and the maturity standpoint, the fact that he's coming into a different country, how is he adjusting to life in these United States? Yeah, I think, uh, well, we've tried to help him out quite a bit. Um, actually, him and Yuri Ramos are the two players that are staying in St. Paul's retirement community. So which that's a, a, a little bit of a difference uh, in versus years past. Um, you got two guys that are literally from not in this country. Uh, they're staying at the retirement community with uh, a lot of folks that are Kind of taking them under their wing, you know, helping them get through what they need to, and 
you know, gave them that instant stability right from the get-go. How have they? Uh, <laughs> how have the people at the retirement community adapted to them? You know, I think it's been funny. Uh, I think the biggest barrier they have is the language barrier. Right. Um, you know, on a scale of one to ten, Yuri's English is probably about a five out of ten. Braylon's about a one out of ten. So I can imagine there's been some interesting dialogue and conversations. Now, aside from Braylon Marquez, when you take a look at the position players, who's standing out? Uh, Roterer. Um, Cole Roterer. Yeah, he's. I think he's the real deal. Um, you know, he's struggling a little bit at the plate. At least he did early on. He's now getting it together. Um, but there's a lot of talent. I mean, you know, we had a guy, uh, Casey, we had combined no-hitter last week, um, which that's special anytime you do yeah. it. Well, there haven't been that many no hitters. I re- I remember the first one back when it was the South Bend White Sox. They had a guy by the name of Mike Sorotka, yep. who I think wound up having a cup of coffee with the White Sox in the major leagues. But he threw the first no hitter yeah. at Kovaleski Stadium, yep. as it was called back then. And I think you guys maybe have had what two no hitters now so. since you've been South Bend Cubs. Yeah, we had one last year as well. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I know he was uh, traded to the Texas Rangers. When we got Jesse Chavez last year, right. was part of that trade. Um, so yeah, I mean we've had a couple. Um, it's obviously very cool when you get to watch it. You know, it's you know you always have the fans when you take a pitcher out and they have the no hitter. You're like, why are they taking them out? <laughs> but again, at this level, it's still about development, and you have pitch counts. Don't want guys to get injured. But when you have a reliever come in and and finish it off, it's pretty exciting. Well, it's like Chris Sale was taken <coughs> out of the game last night for the Red Sox with 17 strikeouts in the game, yeah. and everybody wanted to see him get a shot at the the major league record but yep. it, you know it's these guys there's so much money invested into them yep. now just hard to do um it's a lot of pitches i mean when you're striking out that many guys you know you're you're going into high pitch counts um and really at the end of the day is the red Sox are there to win a world series yeah um yes it'd be great if he sets that record but at the end of the day they're trying to win a world series they need him healthy in september and october um not just setting a, a record you know in in early may the month of June is big for <laughs> the city of South Bend and St. Joe County. We've got the U.S. Senior Open coming in at the end of the month of June. And then, of course, you've got the Midwest yep. League All-Star Game, which how much of your time is being consumed with that right now? It's it's amazing how much time. Probably half my day now is just literally set on planning this All-Star Game. I mean, we have all the big events set. we got the concert with Pitbull on that Sunday night. We got the fan fest in our home run derby with Cubs players coming in and signing autographs. Um, we have the game itself set up, but now it's all the fine details. Um, right. We sent out the executive packets to all the other teams in the league. Um, we'll be getting ready to send out the player packets. So for us, it's really just fine tuning everything because normally in our league, it's more or less a one day event. We're making it three, so we're creating a lot more work for ourselves. But we want to put a showcase on. We want to showcase South Bend. I mean. The city is moving right along right now. There's a lot of excitement. Um, it's just it's just a fun time to be a part of our community, and we figured now's just as good a time as any to get people here for more days, but then to showcase as much as the facility and the community as possible. So the actual game is on a Tuesday. Yeah. The Pitbull concert is on a Sunday. Yep, Sunday night. Tickets are available for that. Yep. Tickets are available for the Fan Fest on Monday. Yep. What happens at the Fan Fest? So the Fan Fest is we will bring in six former Cubs players, two of them which are uh, Hall of Famers, Andre Dawson and Fergie Jenkins. And then we got Leon Durham, Mitch Williams, Steve Trout, Randy Hunley that will be signing autographs. Um, the Cubs are bringing over the World Series trophy, so fans will be able to get their picture taken with that. 
Um, but the unique thing for this event is $2 off every ticket we sell is going to be donated back to a local charity. So we've identified five local charities uh, in the community that we're going to give back to. And essentially, you as the consumer, when you walk up and buy the tickets, um, our ticket folks will ask you, what charity do you want it to, to go to? One of those five. And then you ultimately get to select where it goes. We'll do check presentations at night. Just a way for us to tie in a great event, but also give back to some organizations in our community. Tickets for that cost 10 bucks. 10 bucks, yeah. The entire event for that night is going to be general admission seating, um, just because you're going to have people running all over the place getting autographs. You're going to have yeah. people running all over the place trying to get home run balls. So we figured it'd just be easier to do general admission seating. And then the actual game is <clears throat> on that Tuesday night. And how do they divide that up again? It's East versus West? East, east versus West, yeah. Um, that's going to be exciting. You know, it's uh, you're going to see the best of the best. I mean, what, two years ago, we saw Vlad Guerrero Jr. playing this all-star game. Uh, Bo Bichette was in this game. Mike Trout years ago was in it. Yeah. A-Rod. I mean, you know, you're getting big league guys that are coming through and that will be in this game Then a couple years be like, hey, I saw him play in South Bend. It, it's just the thing for the fans to try to inform yourselves enough going into yeah, that game so who. you know who who to get those autographs yeah, from. There's no doubt about that. I realized the easiest way would just get autographs from everybody, yeah. and then you'd have who you want. Yep. But if you're trying to parse it out, I suppose that's the thing you have yeah, to do is yeah, do absolutely. your studying going in. Uh, when you watch the Chicago National League Ball Club play these days, <coughs> obviously they're red hot. Two and seven start, yeah. 23 and seven since then. How did they turn this bullpen around? Well, I think the biggest thing is you're getting great starts from your starting pitchers, sure. too. Um, you're not dipping into the bullpen in the fifth inning. I know, you know, that's there's one guy left that we got to get that fine tune, and that's Darvish. But everybody else, I mean, you've seen Hendricks' last three starts, complete game, eight innings, eight innings. Quintana's thrown well. I mean, this is the Quintana that we wanted when we traded, you know, former Cub, South Bend Cub, Eloy Jimenez, and Dylan Cease away. Um, Lester, I mean, you always wonder, when's this guy going to break down? He's just a workhorse. Yeah. Um, so it's been a lot of fun to see. And then, you know, you're getting quality innings out of Chatwood coming in, you know. He's had a couple of big outings out of the pen. He really has. And then Montgomery doing the same thing. It's uh, it, It's been interesting to watch. But I think that's been the biggest thing is is the starting pitching has gone deeper, which has allowed a less taxing uh, on the bullpen because it's scary because we don't have a genuine closer right now. You mentioned Mike Montgomery yeah. he and Victor Caratini have both done rehab stints in South Bend yeah. this year. How have they been to work with? Oh, great. Both good guys. They'd heard. The exciting thing for us is showcasing our facility to them. Um, both of them had made comments about how they had heard from guys like Fowler, Darvish, and Hayward how good the facilities were. So for them to come to South Bend was great. I mean, that's what we want because, you know, if these players have any decision where they want to go, we want them to come to South Bend because it's closest to Chicago. They can come in, do the work, and still sleep in their own bed that night if they want to commute. Um, but then it just helps when they go back up to tell their teammates, hey, man, we had a great experience in South Bend. You need to go there. Now, Caratini had as long a stint <laughs> as any player doing a rehab assignment has had with yeah. South Bend. Did he stay here or did he commute back and forth? Here? No, he stayed here. He was here with us for five days. He stayed uh, at a hotel locally and uh, – and just would come to the ballpark every day. Uh, I know when Hayward was here, he was here back-to-back days. He commuted back and forth. Um, but that's a nice luxury we have. You can't do that when you're going to Des Moines. You can't do that when you're going to the Tennessee Smokies or Myrtle Beach. That's something they can do here if they want. And then Andrew Berlin mm-hmm. uh, has done a stellar job, not only with this ball club, but, but building these rooftop apartments yeah. behind the ballpark. And you were saying on our morning show today, fans can actually go to these rooftops a couple times a month, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. We have two games a month as part of our partnership with the United Federal Credit Union in which the general public can buy up there. So much of what we do is um, you know, corporate-based, and if you're not with that company, then you don't get to utilize the space. We wanted to make sure the general fan base had that opportunity. So we do two games a month. I believe the next one's coming up on May 27th. Uh, it's $30. That includes the ticket to the game, the two-hour all-you-can-eat buffet, and then also you get a South Bend Cubs group habit. Now, let's, let's drill down to the things that people really want to know. Joe Hart's lost about 25 pounds. Yeah. How have you done it? <laughs> the biggest thing is um, getting to the gym. I hit the treadmill a lot more than I ever have. And I hate to say it because it's so good when people come out to the ballpark, I want them to eat there. But I've, I've kind of shied away from the best hot dogs in baseball so far <laughs> this year. Um, I'm only eating at the concession stand once so far. Um, and it's a challenge each and every night not to go. So uh, I'm sure I'll break down here shortly and probably get back on my routine of eating ballpark food. Because typically every year I put on, I'm, I do that yo-yo thing. I put on about 15, 20 pounds during the summer, and then I go work to lose it off. Because in the, you're in the eating at the ballpark. Yeah. But that's that's part of why people like going to the ballpark. Absolutely. What, Absolutely. what is the thing that tempts you the most at the ballpark right now? Ooh, I, I would say, I mean, I genuinely love our hot dogs. But the other thing is, too, is the Philly cheesesteak or the Philly cheesesteak nachos. I mean, they're just, they're unbelievable. I mean, you know, I like desserts, but... You know, I'm not a big dessert guy, so for me, it's it's more um, either the hot dog or the Philly cheesesteak or the nachos. South Bend Cubs in town this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Boy, the forecast for the weekend looks yeah. terrific, too. Anything above 48 degrees, and it's it's amazing because that's <laughs> oh, what we've pretty much had up to this point. We'll be like you. We'll all be in shorts going wait. out there at the ballpark. Joe, thanks for joining us here on the Thank Act. you. We just got some email, yes, we just got some email to read. We just got some email, yes, we just got some email, yes, we just got some email to read. We have an email at the sports yak with 2Ks at gmail.com. I think I'm always happy to hear from our emailers, am I? I'm enjoying your Kratz comments. I understand that Eric is no longer with the Giants. Oh, no. So it will give him another opportunity to join another team in 17 years. Kratz has been with so many MLB organizations that he says the internet doesn't even have an accurate list. Thanks. I'm still enjoying the podcast. Stacy and Napanee, your number one listener that's a Kratz fan. Well, that's true. There's no question about that, Stacy. So thank you very much for listening. Sorry to hear that about your boy, Eric Kratz. Before we get to 1995, we speaking of Eric Kratz and, and how many... Um, teams that he has played for we had promised people that we were going to look at the edwin jackson experience oh jersey numbers and and uh well not jersey numbers but teams that he has played for i was thinking of the jerseys on the wall in the major leagues the number of jerseys so he he's you can get the johnny cash music going in the background for this one (laughs) because he's been everywhere he started with the dodgers he was with them for parts of three seasons, then moved to Tampa Bay, Detroit, the White Sox, Arizona, back to the White Sox, St. Louis, Washington, the Cubs for three terrible seasons, Atlanta, Miami, San Diego, Baltimore, Washington, Oakland, and now Toronto. I lost count. That would be 14. 14! 14 different major league teams 
He started in 2003. Since 2015, he's been with eight teams in four years. We ready for 1995 now? I'm ready for 1995. I'm going with a female that um, was in uh, big time in top 40. I'm going to go with Alanis Morissette. Okay. It's like red. to confess something to you. Go ahead. Ooh, did I have a crush on this one. Really? Mm-hmm. Debbie and, I, Debbie and I went and saw her in Kalamazoo and got to meet her backstage, and, dude, it was all I could do. All I could do. When I looked at the Billboard chart from 1995, I thought, this is a worse idea than weather day at the ballpark. <laughs> Let me tell you, folks, the music from 1995 just awful the 90s period oh. i understand but 95 you're in the heart of the 90s and basically there is no soul there it's like john dickerson on cbs morning news there is no soul there so you can forget anything on the billboard top 100 you're i not, went country that year you're not gonna go this is how we do it by montel jordan no i'm not i'm not although i enjoy that song now uh, Gangsta's Paradise but Coolio? No, no. I went country that year. All right. I went Tim McGraw. And as for this song, compared to the rest of the 90s, I'll, I'll go with the title. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. But I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. I try so hard. I can't rise above it. Don't know what it is about that little gal's loving, but I like it. I love it. Story. I have a friend who was in a men's small group with Kenny Chesney's drummer named okay. Sean. And Kenny went out with Tim McGraw and a female artist a couple of years ago. One thing led to another. Took the girls down to see Tim McGraw open for Kenny Chesney our first time. He's good. <laughs> That's just him. He is good. And this is 2015, 2016. He is ripped. That dude is ripped. His dad. Former Major League pitcher Tug McGraw. So all the more appropriate that we have him here on the Sports Yak. That might be a good segment for the Yak, too. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. What's going on that you like, love, and want some more? Our special thanks to Joe Hart from the South Bend Cubs. Hope to have him on again someday, some way. Uh, you can always email us like Stacy does. The Sports Yak 2Ks at gmail.com. Sports Yak 2Ks on Instagram and on Twitter. You can follow Chuck at 46 Sports. Until next time, Yaksters. Booga Luga. This is the Sports Yak Podcast. The following has been brought to you by Rabbit Wigs and the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You've been listening to Sports Yak, all sports information. All that you've just been heard has been copywritten. Don't steal any of this stuff. This is Jimmy Shorts. That's good. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.